Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Wings longer than a football field. The Stratolaunch Rock is not only the world's biggest airplane by wingspan, but the biggest all-composite plane ever constructed. It also just completed another test flight, the second carrying a reusable hypersonic vehicle called the Talon A. Prior to this flight, I spoke recently with CEO Zachary Crever, as well as Joe Lorienti, the founder of startup Ursa Major, which is supplying rocket engines as Stratolaunch looks to take on more business, doing more hypersonic testing. I'm Morgan Brennan, and this is Manifest Space. Let's talk, I think let's start at the beginning, and that is a little bit about what each of your companies do, and then we'll go from there. So maybe Zach, we can start with you. Great, so Zach Crever, CEO of Stratolaunch. We provide hypersonic flight testing for government and industry customers to demonstrate their hypersonic technologies in the operational environment. Okay. Joe. Joe Lorienti, founder of Ursa Major. We provide propulsion systems for space launch, hypersonics, missile defense, and uh, we're excited to work with Stratolaunch. Fantastic. So talk to me a little bit about what this relationship looks like. Ursa Major is supplying the engines for Correct. the plane? Yes. Plane? Yes. Okay. So we're building hypersonic vehicles. Joe and the Ursa Major team are providing the engine for to power our hypersonic vehicle. So it's actually a great relationship. We've been out there, they come help us, come out to our facility, integrate the engines, help us get it firing on our test stand. So it's really been working quite well. It's a perfect example of our business plan too because we started building engines for space launch, which is, uh, it might not sound like it because they're rocket engines, but it's a simple technical problem. It's been done many times and a lot of rocket companies today build their own engines for a pretty straightforward mission. But when you're working with hypersonic test beds, you require things like deep throttle capability or air start capability. So for us to push a rocket engine technology into an application like Stratolaunch is, is a big reach. How quickly can you do it? How quickly can you make the engines? So we've delivered a few engines to date and uh, we are now in production. We're delivering almost 20 engines this year. And wow. uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully doubling that next year. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what your aircraft actually do. Yes, so we have two aircraft, the world's largest aircraft that folks have probably seen via YouTube videos. Looks so and big. It is big, it is big. It hangs over the, the wing hangs over the ends of a football field. And so wow. what that does is it takes up a hypersonic vehicle attached to it. The hypersonic vehicle releases, it fires up the Ursa Major engine, and then it goes up to Mach 5 and beyond. Uh, and so as we do that, again, we can demonstrate capabilities, mimic some of the capabilities of other nations, and really help our country advance our hypersonic technology. One of the areas you're pushing our engines to the limits is the reusability piece. Yes, absolutely. That's a great point, Joe. Our vehicles come back and land, so very similar to the X-15 that was flown a number of times, 199 times in the 1960s. Um, and so when we come back and land, that's how we provide this value. You can provide those technologies back to the customer. You can do it in an affordable manner. And then we get ready to go fly again. Check out Joe, 
the Ursa Major engine, make sure it's ready to go among our other components, and then go fly again a week later. So when you say the customer, when we talk about hypersonic vehicles, we're talking about the government. Yes, uh, the government, but then there's also industry uses as well. Okay. So we can't name uh, any of the folks that we're under contract with, but there's a number of industry partners that we have. Uh, the two recent announcements that we have is a contract um, for hypersonic testing uh, where we are under the banner of Dynetics. Uh, okay. So. Uh, commercial company there. We've also announced a partnership with the OSD Test Resource Management Center to help validate their sky range capabilities, so we're a partner on that team. Uh, and then also AFRL, the Air Force Research Laboratory, uh, is supporting us through our flight test series, so we're really excited to be working with all of them. Strata Launch has been around for a little while, and it's certainly had a transition. I guess yes. walk me through that. Yes, so I was actually at the old Strata launch uh, when we were focused primarily on the launch vehicle side, uh, responsive space launch and whatnot. Um, our owners came in, Cerberus Capital Management, uh, and took over and saw the need for hypersonic testing, that we really had a dearth of that in the flight environment for this country. And so they saw the capability for us to do that. We had started that program previously under the Vulcan Estate when we were owned at that time. And so they saw the potential for us to be able to bring that to market quickly uh, and then really be able to do it in an affordable manner to provide value to the gov government and industry partners. And so through that um, ownership now, uh, we have been completely privately funded. And so now the business case is to partner with the government industry customers to provide this flight test service. Uh, hi the hypersonic market is still relatively nascent from a national security standpoint, but it is looked at and seen as an area that's going to grow and grow fast. How big is the market? Yes, well, you can look at the president's budget, the $4.7 billion uh, that's currently in uh, this year's FY23 uh, budget, and it's projected to grow from there. That's at least what's publicly available. So there is a sizable market uh, there, and what's great for our company is everyone needs to demonstrate flight. That's how you know your capability works. You have to do that in the flight environment, especially one as demanding as the hypersonic flight environment. There's high accelerations, high temperatures, and so it makes a lot of sense for someone like us who can, again, uh, offer prices that are very affordable comparable to the testing that's done today to come in, demonstrate that value for these customers, and then get them to leap ahead and provide that technology so that we can catch up to some of our peer competitors. Joe, I'm going to put a similar question to you. In terms of the types of rocket engines that you're making, hypersonic or, or for space launch, et cetera, how, how large is the market for the product that you're producing? We love to talk about that point because <laughs> if you look at a lot of the companies that have raised capital like we have, they address a vertical, a service. So they will be 150 kilograms to low Earth orbit or 1,500 kilograms to low Earth orbit. We see ourselves as a technology company. We focus on propulsion, which can meet hypersonic needs, space launch needs, eventually missile and defense needs. So really the idea is our market across a horizontal is much bigger than any one of these verticals that other companies look at. But today, if you look at global propulsion, it's in the hundreds of billions, uh, 300 billion, including things like aircraft propulsion. Um, and today where we play is probably in the 10 billion realm. Okay. Do you feel like it has been I want to say easy. Easy is not the right word. But do you feel like you've been able to crack into this market pretty aggressively and pretty swiftly, given the fact that there Easily. is not a lot of competition? <laughs> Easily, that's the word. Um, given the fact that there's not that many suppliers out there. So, yeah, you touch on the exact perfect point, which is, you know, the technology is difficult, building the team is difficult, raising capital is difficult, but 
the market is asking for propulsion. Um, we've seen other folks interviewing with you today that are probably asking for propulsion. Yes. Uh, it's, it, it's certainly a, a lacking industrial base, and hypersonics is really at the forefront of it, but Russia and Ukraine were the world's biggest proliferators of propulsion, and they're off the market today. Uh, the U.S.'s biggest uh, providers of propulsion are slow-moving uh, and typically just more costly than what we can provide. So we, we see ourselves as kind of the the privately funded market-facing propulsion provider out there. Okay. Uh, in terms of strata launch, hypersonic vehicles, testing them, I guess longer term, where do you see this company going and expanding out to? So we can provide testing capability for a couple minutes of time on condition. We go about a couple hundred nautical miles in terms of how far we fly with our hypersonic vehicles. Well, there's a number of customers that are asking us to go 10 minutes of time on condition. They really want to see that dwell time. They want to see the heat buildup that you see in hypersonic systems. And that's really where we want to move into next. So looking to hopefully continue to partner with Ursa Major, of course, certainly for our base Talon vehicles, but then grow together as we move into capabilities that can extend much farther, go faster than what we're able to provide today. You made a key point before to me, and that's the fact that we're talking about hypersonic technology and, and capability, and it's not a classified <laughs> aircraft. Uh, and I say that given the fact that we're coming off the heels of the B-21 bomber unveil. Yes. Um, do you think there comes a point where that changes? where maybe the types of aircraft you're building are not, not classified? Yes, uh, absolutely. Actually, we already have uh, a few customers that want us to complete some classified-type work uh, for them, test some classified technologies, and then there will be certainly applications that are classified that are I won't be able to talk about in this forum okay. here. That does it for this episode of Manifest Space. Make sure you never miss a launch by searching Manifest Space wherever you get your podcasts and by following the Squawk on the Street podcast. For more on the space race, be sure to watch Squawk on the Street on CNBC. I'm Morgan Brennan. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.